Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm Dr. Alex, and today is episode number 10, and we're going to be talking about something that I've been doing in my own life and struggling to figure out for the last decade, easily, I would say, and that is how to really honestly beat your overwhelm so that you have freedom in your life to do the things that you need to do when you need to do them. And what inspired this thought process this week was actually uh, my son and I have both had a pretty nasty cold for the last uh, probably five days. And, you know, inside of that, I was thinking back to a period in my life, even two, three years ago, where I would push and power through and keep going to work because I felt like I had to, and, you know, if I had at least 10 people on my schedule, I was going in, I would drag my son with me if he was not feeling well, and we really never took the time and space to rest, because I felt like I just couldn't, there was no way to, and if you remember, I think it's on episode two, I talk about one of the last times I actually went to a doctor to get a drug, because I just wanted to feel better to keep going, and that, you know, is that mindset that we all have that we have to have to keep going. We can't take a break. We can't take the rest. And a lot of that I found really comes from the fact that we just stay so busy and we have so much stuff on our plate and it can be really hard to interrupt that and design life in a way where you can just take a day off. On Wednesday of this week, I stayed home and I watched a movie. My son was feeling well enough that he went to school and like, I haven't done that. And I watched a movie that none of the boys in my house would want to watch Downton Abbey, the, the motion picture, which I'd been wanting to see forever. And I just took time to do that. And I'm still a little stuffy, but I'm feeling much better. My energy came back up and, you know, it's been years in the making to just be able to create that time and space for myself. So I wanted to share with you the process that I use and that I now coach women through doing in their own lives. And it's, it's not uh, necessarily a quick one, but if you can really make the time to do it, you can start to create that opportunity in your own life to take the time that you need when you need it. And it's a big, big deal for us as women in life in general, you know, whether or not you're an entrepreneur or own your own business or, you know, being a mom is a lot of times a full-time job, like really finding that space where you have your life lined out so that it's not impossible to take rest when you need to. Because otherwise what happens is, you know, something will happen or our bodies will literally completely shut down and force us into that. And that's what we want to avoid. Jumping into this, you know, I, uh, there's actually a free download that goes along with this episode and I'll give you that uh, website again at the end, but the, the address is dralexridley.com backslash free download. And it is called Beat Your Overwhelm. But I want to walk you through the steps that I use in this process to really just help you get a sense of what's on your plate and how we can move it around or how we can make changes 
that will open up time and space for you in your life so that either you don't really get sick or, you know, when your body does need to fight something up, because off that's not called being unhealthy. That's just called, you know, sometimes our immune systems have to actually work. It's crazy. Um, and a lot of, sometimes that looks like having symptoms and sometimes that looks like needing to just rest and take the time that you need to let your body heal because it will. It's amazing how this thing works, but it requires a mindset shift and it requires approaching life a little bit differently. So let's get into this. So the first thing I have women do when they're looking at this is really unpack, like list out what are the things that you do on a daily basis. These can be at your job. These can be at home. These can be, you know, in the community, at your church, whatever it is, what are the things that are on your list of things to do and how much time do you spend doing them? And you really want to just be clear on like, here's everything I'm doing in a day. And it might seem overwhelming when you look at it and it might seem like you're not doing enough. And I I doubt that's ever the case for any woman, but you know, you really want to take a look at this. And then, so that might take you a couple days and that's okay. You know, when I listed out everything I did on a daily basis, because I was a business owner and running a busy health, you know, chiropractic clinic, there were a lot of things that I was doing on a daily basis that I probably should have delegated to staff. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but that, you know, just wore me down and stressed me out and were things I really hated, like following up on insurance claims and stuff like that. And I had staff helping me with that, but there was this, you know, overall thing where I had to be in control of it all. Right. Okay. So we're going to get into that in a minute, but the next step is once you've got all these things listed out, you know, including at your job, even if it's stuff that you are like, well, I'm always going to have to do that. So I don't know why I'm writing it down. Just write it down. Next, you're going to look at your list and answer the following questions for each one of them. Are they things that are keeping you busy or are they effectively getting you somewhere? Are there certain things that you always say yes to? And what have you said yes to when it should have actually been a no? Where are you saying yes and giving away your time and your energy and your power when you should have just said no? Why should you have just said no? Sometimes we need to recognize, like, why is it that I should have actually said no to that? Because we, we want to just, you know, as women, we want to say yes. We want to people please. We want to always be taking care of everyone and everything else. I'm currently reading a book uh, by Rachel Hollis, not Girl, Wash Your Face, but the other one that I'm forgetting the name of. And, you know, she talks about this too. We're very people pleasing and very, you know, we want to just please everybody. So we're always going to say yes to things, even when we really, really, truly should have said no. And sometimes you have to get clear on why should it be a no for you and not what society says. And then the last thing to ask yourself is how will you powerfully and mindfully choose yes or no in the future, you know, in the future going on from here, how are you going to bring mindfulness into this and really have your life and your day be mindfully created for what you need so that you can take a day off occasionally if you need. And once you answer all those questions and really think about some of this stuff, you're going to go back through that list that you made of all the stuff and categorize it. And you're either, you know, you can make other lists to do this. This can be however you best do organization. If it's like a messy flowchart, awesome. If it's nice, neat lists, awesome. If you want to like use stars or hearts or numbers or whatever to categorize it, awesome. But you're going to categorize things into three lists. Love it. You're kind of like, meh. It, it doesn't excite you, but it's not, you know, draining you either. Or you absolutely hate it and it drains your energy and you just 
can't stand it. I do something similar uh, with relationships, but right now we're just talking about your daily activities. You know, as you categorize this, you'll start to get a, a sense of like, what are the things that you're spending time on or feel like you're stuck under or, you know, really just hate <laughs> that you're doing. And next we're going to start to create a plan to actually get some of those things off of your plate if we can. And if we can't, you know, couch them in things that you actually enjoy so that they're not so draining on your energy and your time and all of that. Um, and I mentioned, you know, a lot of the things that were on my hate it list were around managing other people and having a big business that was dependent on third-party insurance payers. And, you know, a lot of things that I felt like I had no control over and felt like I actually had to do. And it's been a lot of years of work and time and just kind of getting to the place where I, I actually have taken all those things off my plate. And it's looked like completely transforming a huge part of my life. And we're not necessarily talking about doing that for you yet, but maybe this is the activity that actually starts you on that process. So moving on, our next step, step number three, is now that you've evaluated each of these tasks in your day, you want to start with that hate it list. And as much as you can, look at and ask yourself, do I actually really truly have to be doing this? If you're a single mom and is doing the dishes and laundry, yes. Well, I mean, unless you can afford to hire, you know, a cleaner, a housekeeper or something like that, the answer is probably yes. You know, you have to be doing it. But is there a way that you can either delegate it, you know, hire a housekeeper, whatever it is, or your kids, are they able to help? Or if you have to do it, absolutely have to do it, can you add something to it that makes it more fun? So for example, I don't love doing the dishes and I don't love cooking. They're not like absolute hate it list category, but they're, you know, I, I put them off. I really dislike doing it, but I found if I listen to a podcast or, you know, listen to a book on tape or something while I'm doing it and I have this time where, you know, everyone knows not to interrupt me. They still do, of course, but they know that this, I'm like, have my headphones on while I'm in the kitchen and I'm doing this thing. You know, that's become how I kind of bring something that I really enjoy to something that I don't enjoy very much and creates a little more, not really, I don't want to use enjoyment again, but a little more, it's, it's not as rough to get through because I have a piece of it that I'm actually looking forward to. Like, hey, I get to put my headphones on and not have people talk to me ideally and, you know, get to, to listen to something really cool um, while I do it. So start brainstorming, get creative with this. You know, how can you get some of these hated things off your list? Maybe it's as big as like completely transform your career or your family unit structure or you know something it, it could be a huge shift and it could be something small um, or it could be you know delegating hiring somebody getting some outside help whatever, whatever you need to really start to free up your day and your time and your space and then step four is to estimate how much time you're spending on each of the things from the your list and are there things that you can pare down and make more efficient. Another way to look at this is um, Gay Hendricks in his book, uh, The Big Loop, talks about our zone of genius. And so, you know, doing dishes, not in my zone of genius. Managing people, not in my zone of genius. Leading people, yes, in my zone of genius. Like writing, yes, in my zone of genius. And so what I started to do is like the things I really didn't want to do, I spent less time on and tried to condense and just make the time I spent really efficient by engaging in activities that were in my zone of genius or genius zone before I did that 
because when you do that, you know, time actually moves a lot more slowly and you're able to get a lot more done. And so I would take the energy of that, you know, being really efficient at it into the thing I didn't really want to do, but still had to do. And it allowed me to carry through that in a much different way because my energy was a lot higher and I, you know, had things that I was looking forward to on either side of it. So that's, that's just one idea. You know, can you cut things out together, combine them? Are there ways to make them more fun? All of that, you know, steps three and four kind of meld together in that way, but we really want to start just moving some of that stuff or recreating the context of how they occur to you. And then the last piece of this, and this is honestly the thing that really allows me to take a day off if I need to, or, you know, change my schedule and be okay with it. And that is that I can feel like micromanaging to do this, but for several years now, I have been really consistent about having a block schedule. And so I actually schedule my entire day. This is what feels like micromanaging. But I, you know, from the moment I wake up, I have my wake up time. I read my Bible while I'm still in bed. And then I get up, I do yoga in the morning, and then I take my shower. I get my son ready for school. You know, I have all of this is actually laid out on my calendar. So at any given time, I know what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. Now, does it mean that I like follow it to a, like a type A to the T all the time? No, but it does take a lot of the brain space and like brain power away from thinking about what I have to be doing at any given time and allowing me to just be and, you know, be present in what I'm doing at the moment because I know roughly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, I still have some other lists and things that I put in there, but like the blocks of time that says like, here's the time I'm at the office, you know, adjusting, or here's the time that I'm doing coaching calls, or here's the time that I'm podcasting, or here's the time that spending time with my husband in the evening, all of that's on there so that I, I have everything that's really important to me created and has a time slot and anything else, you know, if I have extra time, I can put that in there, but it's not so important. And so honestly, it's, it's like a conundrum a little bit, or, you know, counterintuitive, I would say to have a really planned out schedule that allows freedom. They don't make sense, but this has been the one thing that I found really empowering for me as a busy woman, as a mom, as a single mom, as a business owner, as a married woman, you know, all of these things. I, I volunteered in church. I play, you know, violin with our worship team sometimes. All, all this stuff only really gets created and doesn't get overwhelming because I have it really nicely laid out. And there's certain days like Saturday and Sunday where I don't put a lot of stuff in there because I want freedom to do whatever we want to do on that day. So, you know, this final step is a kind of like the culmination of the piece of the pie. And you only really want to block those times and fill it with the things you absolutely love or that, you know, you have to do but aren't like super exciting. And as few, as few of the things that you absolutely hate as you can. And, you know, I share this from this place of we were not feeling well this week and, you know, my son needed an actual full day at home and I was able to give that to him. And there wasn't so much to rearrange because, you know, some of the, the blocks I could still do from home, but some of them, it was okay. Like I could, I could move that block to the next day and not have it be, 
an issue. You know, I, he took off when it needed to be home on a day when I actually see clients in my office. And so, you know, I was able to just move them to the next day and it, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't like the world was falling apart. You know, I used to have this feeling that if there's at least 10 people on my schedule, it's, it's just too much to handle and I just have to go in. And, you know, now I have this freedom even in my work schedule to be able to create it in whatever way I need to on any given day. So in wrapping this up, again, there's a worksheet that you can actually download that will walk you through these five steps. You know, most of us are listening to podcasts in our car while we're doing other things, which is a great way to enjoy whatever you're doing, but you're not necessarily taking notes. So again, that website is dralexridley.com backslash free download, and you can download this worksheet and work through this process yourself. And I even have a, a picture, an example of, you know, my block schedule, what that looks like in my Google uh, calendar on there. So you can, you know, use that as a reference and a tool. But I hope this helps serve you in you know, really figuring out how to take control of your schedule and be in control of it rather than at the effect of it and just feeling overwhelmed and like you can never get off this treadmill and never take a day off and never slow down because something always has to keep going. And there's an element to, we're women, you know, we have families, we have careers, we have the stuff that we, we want to nurture and take care of, whether it's pets or, you know, kids, whatever. And there's always going to be an element of, you know, us stepping up to do that. Even like I ended up taking it after my son was sick, I was sick and I took a day off, but I still got him to school, right? You know, so there's always an element of that, but it's finding those pockets where you can really build in some rest if you need to. That is key to having sustainable health long-term, impeccable, not in the sense that you never get sick because that's not reality. Like where there's part of a functioning immune system is that our bodies are able to heal itself. And sometimes that means we have symptoms and that's okay. It's that flexibility. The impeccableness comes from that fluidity of your life where you can take a day off and the world does not end. So with that, I will wrap up and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There, you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.